Welcome to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Over the next hour, you'll be introduced to business and local leaders impacting our community. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. Now, the host of Town Talk, Ted Schubel. The Fredericksburg SPCA in this morning and two of our favorites, Ellie Names and Von Young here from the uh, Fredericksburg SPCA. Good morning, you two. Good morning. Wow, it's like you practiced that. You did that in such, it was like in harmony like and together. <laughs> and wow, I don't want to try that again because it, might, it wouldn't be as good. And that just gives me a good feeling. So that'll be, that'll be something that we, that we do when you when, whenever you're here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fredericksburg SPCA, again, is our focus. And there is a lot to talk about, a lot, to, a lot of things going on, beginning with the animal rescue festival in a couple of weeks on november 4th this is a big this is a big deal yeah every year it's uh it's getting bigger it's getting better we we love it it's uh ali and i have been here for six years each and Mm -hmm. um we've gone to every single one and it just gets better and better and it's so animal rescue festival um has grown into a festival. It started, gosh, in 1998, 1999 with just the the walk for the animals, right. which is that historic one mile or, or classic walk in historic mm-hmm. uh, downtown Fredericksburg. Um, it helps us raise money for the SPCA. So we kick off Animal Rescue Festival with that walk. Um, and that will help us fundraise for uh, for our programs and for our animals. So it's $35 to register. You get your shirt. You get a pint glass with a free fill-up. You get um, uh, the good feeling about parading your pooch around downtown and helping others. Yeah. Um, so it kicks off with that that walk that helps us raise money. You can sign up, register with teams. Um, but then after the walk, we have the Animal Rescue Festival, which is the free festival open to all. Um, we'll have vendors there, beer garden, wine garden. We'll have music. Buzzy the Bee will be there. Um, it's just, and of course, there's going to be adoptable animals Um We'll have other rescues as well. Other shelters join us. So um, it is just a celebration of all things animal. And it's November 4th this year at Her Camp Park. Her Camp so it's Park. right in the heart of mm-hmm. downtown Fredericksburg. And so. like you say, this has been something that's that's been around. And it's, it's really a lot of fun, especially the, the animal walk. I can remember for years and have come out to that. And it's just that that's a great thing just to see. Yeah. You see a bunch of people strutting their mutt and it's really cute. And we'll have um, our staff loves it every year. They we shut down the shelter. All of our staff grabs a dog and they all go and they walk the animals, too. So um, people come with their like cats and strollers and mm-hmm. um, it, I should do that with Patch. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. <laughs> Your cat's too old for this he, he just wants to watch tv yeah. and and lay watch around <laughs> i think i mean this is a great event too for anyone um whether you have children whether you have animals or don't have animals mm-hmm. i mean there's just there's something for everyone um you know vaughn was saying that our staff comes i know our humane educator rachel who was here a couple months ago she has so much fun with this event um, because they, she usually has some kind of like arts and crafts at her table um so not only can you learn about our programs but you know we'll also have like some coloring pages and some little you know fall fall crafts for the kiddos to do so if you're looking for something to do um on saturday november 4th i mean this is 
this is a great thing just to pop over and it's very central in downtown so like if you want to go get a coffee and then you know come or Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever floats your boat. And we'll have, uh, like Ali said, we'll have all of our programs there so you can meet uh, people from our behavior program. You can meet um, a lot of our staff, our volunteers, adoptable animals. We still have vendor uh, spots open and sponsorship opportunities. So definitely reach out to us. You can get all the info at fredspca.org slash events. Pop over to our website. We have a pop-up you can click. Um, yeah, if you want to be a vendor at ARF, at Animal Rescue Festival, we still have lots of spots open for that. If you can't make it and you want to sponsor, we also have sponsorship opportunities. So, Well, and Vaughn, one of the great things about this, too, you can you can see up close all the things that the, the SPCA does. Just mm-hmm. over the months, just when you have brought in, whether it's been... You know, like you said, with with Rachel and the programs she has, or Mary's come in with volunteers, yeah. and just various different, or, or the fostering programs. Yeah. There are a lot of things going on with the SPCA that you might not know about. It's more than just go and look at a cat or a dog when you want to when you want to adopt. So many different things you can do. Absolutely, and a lot of things coming up too. I mean, you know, Vaughn and I were like spitballing ideas for future uh, town talks after the, you know, for next month and the month after. And so it just kind of made, made mm-hmm. me realize like we have so much upcoming too that yeah. we're usually so focused on like, okay, well, what's like within the next 30 days. But um, so this is a good opportunity to come and like, you can talk to our foster coordinator about fostering for the holidays or spring break or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So a good opportunity just to chat with our staff, get to know them and ask any questions that maybe you've been wondering or nervous to ask or I don't know. Or if you if you are so inclined, get involved financially with the Fredericksburg SPCA. There are always are needs. There are always financial needs there, or or you know ways to volunteer. Wash, Absolutely. Go in. Uh, you know, just go and do a load of laundry. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Anytime. Come we, throw a load of laundry and <laughs> do some dishes, whatever you want to do. Yeah, there was actually someone who would stop in on their way to work, just mm-hmm. throw in a couple loads, yeah. do a couple dishes, and then go on to work. And it's like, thank you so much. Thank you. Well, <laughs> Honestly, like it takes two minutes, but I can't tell you how much we appreciate that. Yeah. Just something that small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have, um, like you said, we have opportunities for everyone. So we have, um, you know, retirees that come in and and just make friends with each other. And you can hear them laughing from down Mm -hmm. the hallway, like folding clothes (laughs) or folding uh, laundry Mm -hmm. and making friends. We have uh, people come in to do dog walking, um, you know, just by themselves for a break and some exercise. We have college kids. Um, We have families that come in and and will volunteer together. Uh, There's group opportunities, group volunteer opportunities for businesses so uh, a lot of ways to give back you know your time time is your most valuable thing right so your time your talents we have people who volunteer you know help in more specialized areas websites uh, photography that kind of stuff so time talents money food everything is is needed you don't even know. <laughs> yep. And it's all, we do, we're so thankful. And mm. you can find out about it right, you know, f- firsthand, right, right with the people, with the uh, Animal Rescue Festival taking place on Saturday, November 4th, Hercamp Park in downtown Fredericksburg. Again, uh, fredspca.org slash events. That will give you uh, information on that and also uh, 
sponsorship and, uh, and vendor opportunities. Again, the uh, Animal Rescue Festival coming up Saturday, November 4th, downtown. Von Young and uh, Ellie Names here with the Fredericksburg SPCA. When we come back, much more to talk about on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Welcome back to Town Talk on News Talk 1230. You can weigh in about today's topic on Facebook at WFVA 1230 and by text at 540-371-5756. Here's your host, Ted Schubel. We are talking Fredericksburg SPCA this morning with Allie Names, the uh, Deputy Director, and Von Young, the Director of Communications and Marketing for the Fredericksburg SPCA. The um, Von, I mean, this is a, a topic we, we we often talk about, but I think it's something we all relate to. If you if you've had if you have had animals, when we talk about um, grief and a pet yeah, memorial, absolutely. Um, I love that you say it's something you know we relate to if we have animals, but I mean everybody relates to it no matter what because if there's one sure thing in this world um it's death Mm -hmm. and we as a western culture like we don't talk about it right it's taboo to talk about it which um it's even more taboo to talk about it in terms of animal death um we see it a lot at the shelter where we're so lucky i know my coworkers. if i have if my pet is sick if my pet passes away, I have so much support at the Fredericksburg SPCA um, because we all understand pet loss on a visceral level. Um, That support comes out in droves, uh, but just in society in general, pet loss is not recognized. So you go into work and you've, you know, had a very traumatic experience, a euthanasia, and your coworkers might not understand. Society doesn't really understand how hard that hits. That's a good point. Uh, so you come up with something called disenfranchised grief. Uh, you, you know, they experience this intensity, this loss, and it's kind of not validated by friends, not validated by family or coworkers. And that can turn into complicated grief when you don't have a way to mourn, when you don't have a way to express your grief, talk about it, memorialize, um, not getting over it, you know, uh, it's it's very, very hard. So when you're denied the the privilege or the right to, to mourn your loss, which, you know, a lot of society is, like I said, it's, it's not recognized. Pet loss, you know, my dog died. Okay, well, I'm sad for you. Um, but we've got this due by the end of the day. <laughs> Um, right. Yeah. No. It's it's exactly that. And I, I, my, when 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 my dog died about five years ago now. I mean, I still just I can mm-hmm. remember. I remember that day so clearly, and it, yeah. it it was a huge loss. Yeah. And, and you're right. A lot of people, you know, not just with pet loss, but like I said, death is so taboo in Western society. No one knows what to say. So if if you say like, you know, your your mom died, your aunt died. Um, if your kids know everyone just clams up and they kind of want to sweep it under the rug Mm -hmm. and and move on very quickly from this right and um we don't like the uncomfortability of of death and and grief and you know not being able to talk about it not being able to mourn it it does it inhibits that healing um it it inhibits any post-traumatic growth um so there is a privilege that comes with working at the Fredericksburg SPCA in terms of pet loss. Um, but 
I like to always talk about the variety of coping strategies. You know, we have. Um, I would love to see us have like a, a counselor on staff for our public. So you know, future goals. Um, but there are different ways to memorialize your pet, um, from art, from poetry, from simply lighting a candle every night. But um, one of the things that I absolutely love is something that Allie has brought to the uh, Fredericksburg SPCA. So I'm going to let her talk about this because we've kind of taken this and we've turned it into a campaign. Um, but you know, talking about your animal, memorializing your animal, celebrating your animal after death. Uh, it is such a visceral part of healing and it is a beautiful, beautiful part. And we need more of that uh, in our culture and in our society. And I, I'm not going to talk about your campaign because I want <laughs> you to because this is all you baby and it is a beautiful thing. So ever since I was very very little since I can remember uh, my grandmother and I are very close. Um, she would kill me if she heard me use the word <laughs> grandmother because she thinks that's just unacceptable. Um, but yeah ever since I was little we uh, every year around this time we would build our Day of the Dead altars and I can still remember it it's we you know we did it every year in our TV room um, and basically uh, Day of the Dead is a Mexican holiday um, that a ton of other countries and cultures now celebrate actually in their own way um, but it originated from the Aztecs, Toltecs and uh, Nawa people um, and it's really special because basically it is a celebration with, uh, with your family. So if you've seen Coco, that's a pretty good overall like view. I'm actually pretty impressed. They, I feel like they really captured the holiday. Um, I yeah. still haven't seen it. It's really good. I know um, the music. Yeah, everybody knows the music. But I still haven't seen it. <laughs> but it's it's um, it's basically like a big celebration of remembering your your loved ones, both okay. both present and past. Um, and when you're, you know, if you're in Mexico for this holiday, um, which it's celebrated between October 31st to November 2nd, uh, technically November 1st and November 2nd, um, but families basically stop everything that they're doing. They um, clean up the, the grave of their loved ones and then they create an altar. In Spanish, it's called nofrenda. So um, there are different components that you know, all altars really should have. They're marigolds um, and uh, in Spanish, kind of more um, like the native language, it's, uh, they're called simpasuchis, which I always thought that was like the coolest word. Oh, that's um, Yeah, and it's to guide the spirits to the altar. Um, and the altars are basically supposed to be like a place to remember your loved one. You have to have a picture of your loved one, mm -hmm. um, but also their favorite things. So... I started adding in our animals because, you know, I grew up with a million animals. So when my grandmother and I would do this, you know, not only we had people, but we had our pets up there that we had lost. So um, the first one that I can remember is we did Bear. He was my giant German Shepherd. And we would put a tennis ball, his favorite Nyla bone, um, treats, food. And so the goal is that, you know, during those days, he actually can come into the real world and enjoy these offerings that we have for him. Um, 
So that is what we're now doing at the Fredericksburg SPCA. So now here in my house in Fredericksburg, I have my own little altar set up and then I got some extra supplies and we're going to be building one of these um, in the lobby uh, at the shelter so that um, anyone can um, make a donation and have their animal be put up on the altar. And I'll have the marigold flowers, sugar skulls. Um, it's called, I don't really like it in English, but it. it's Pen called... Uh, yeah. Um, well, I've heard dead man's bread, which I really don't like. Um, but then they also translate it to um, bread of the dead. But in Spanish, it's pan de muerto. It's like a sweet bread. Mm -hmm. um, and then you also have uh, like candles and uh, usually some um, some skeletons. So I'll be kind of decorating it, putting all of that up there um, and then putting some treats, some peanut butter, just different things that cats and dogs like. Um, that way, you know, when members of our community make a contribution um, and they have their animal up there, they'll have access to, to kind of all of those different goodies and they can have some snacks while they're visiting us in the human world. Yeah, so we're kind of running a campaign to help us fundraise for the animals who are still with us mm -hmm. um, in memory of the animals who have uh, touched your heart and your journey. Um, so we have a Facebook fundraiser happening right now until October 31st. Um, you can, we're just asking any contribution, little, big, it, totally up to you. Um, this is kind of an all-inclusive thing. And then you can email your photo to socialmedia at fredspca.org. And Allie will print it out and make sure it is on the altar. Um, so it's a beautiful thing. And um, we're doing pets, obviously, at the Fredericksburg SPCA. But, I mean, if you would like to memorialize a pet lover, that is also uh, fine. We did... Um, lose one of our co-workers, Dawn Forrest. Um, so we'll be memorializing her as well. Awesome. And um, yeah. You should really put up Betty White too. Oh, you know, well, yeah. she was like a huge Betty animal White. advocate. Absolutely. Yeah. So I have actually been growing marigolds all year to put up for Dawn and for my animals that passed away. So I have beautiful, I have all sorts of marigolds to give Allie. Um, because I've been keeping them because the last marigolds I gave Allie, she <laughs> They she died. Killed. They died she within five days. She left Listen, them red so I can up. keep animals alive. <laughs> I can keep a human alive. Not plants? plants. Absolutely not. I've only kept a snake plant alive. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a beautiful thing, and we want to celebrate um, your animals. We want you, we want our public to have... Um, a place to talk about their grief. We want them to have a place to celebrate their animal. Just let us know. I mean, send send your picture to me. I'm social media at fredspca.org. Let me know about your animal. Like, I love talking and hearing about, you know, how animals have changed your life. Like, this, it, it's what helps us as, you know, animal welfare advocates keep going. I mean, sure. We, we have hard days. We have long days. We don't talk about that very often. And um, seeing everyone's happy tales of their adoptions or how an animal has changed their life, um, it's beautiful. We love it. That Always is true. send us photos of your dog and I cat. And I, lizards. I never, I never had, you're right. We don't talk about the <laughs> fact that, that you all who work there 
have situations with with animals that you become close to yeah. that, that that have been at the shelter. I mean, we, like I even uh, so one reason why I really enjoyed adding animals to kind of my Day of the Dead altars mm-hmm. was um, my husband and I would foster the the harder ones, the ones that may not make it because I didn't want another foster, another person to experience that grief. Mm-hmm. It's hard, um, and so um, starting about three years ago, um, we started fostering the the really itty bitty kittens, the animals that we were kind of 50-50, you know, here's what's going on. We can try this treatment, but it may not work out. Um, and so I think last year alone, I lost three fosters and that was hard. Um, I feel like I learned something from each of them every single time. And it's important to me that um, everybody learns from that kind of experience. So I find it really important and cathartic to talk about each one of those lives um, and how they impacted my life so that other people can know that, like, you know, um, if they lose an animal, they're, you know, it's it's normal to only feel the grief, but then to reflect on the happy memories or the ways that they really changed their lives. It's yeah. just, it's amazing. Yeah. One thing we can all agree on is, like, animal lives are way too short. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um I know my husband struggles with that. He, when we talked about, you know, getting, adding in animals to our family, um, him growing up with dogs, he's like, that loss just, it, it, kills it, you. It, it, he, it just has such a soft heart and he's still not over like his childhood dog. But um, for me, it's one of those things where we open up our, our hearts and homes for a time period where we pour into them all this love all this care for uh what feels like a blip to us but for them it's a lifetime of love and Mm -hmm. they return that tenfold um you know it's it's that old who rescued who Mm -hmm. (laughs) so animals provide a level of healing that's kind of only now being talked about by doctors and psychologists too about lowering blood pressure about helping um ptsd uh all of this um there's studies like i said that have come out on once you do get to uh talk about your grief moving in that post-traumatic growth period so a ton of studies are coming out about animals and how they kind of affect you physiologically and psychologically and it's a beautiful thing um but yeah it's uh definitely in any animal rescue any shelter um we experience a lot of things you know illness unwanted animals you know dying animals that kind of thing um we we see a lot and you kind of just have to move on with your day right it's it's you know in the er in a human er that's what they're doing Mm -hmm. but we often don't talk about that at animal shelters that's also what we're doing um and we're lucky we're a uh we're not an open intake facility so we're a private shelter uh which means when we're full we're full but your municipal shelters, your animal control officers, they don't have a day off. They don't have that stop. So um, that's kind of, I mean, Animal Rescue Festival also celebrates all of those people. Um, So that's why we really want our community to come out for Animal Rescue Festival and, you know, see other rescues, see other shelters in our area, shop the vendors, have a good time, you know, meet our community. Like, we want it to be a a big party, Um, get to know all the the rescues and shelters in the area. So 
and us and what we can do and and celebrate all things animal. That's what we're talking about this morning with the uh, the Fredericksburg SPCA, fredspca.org for information on all of this that we have uh, we have uh, talked about. And uh, we will continue on this morning. Feral cats coming up uh, in the next little bit. More coming up on News Talk 1230 WFEA. It is now 8.32. From the Fredericksburg.today online news studios, this is News Talk 1230 WFBA Fredericksburg, a centennial broadcasting station focused on Fredericksburg. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. We are talking uh, Fredericksburg SPCA this morning with uh, Allie Names and Fan Young here. It's been just interesting. We were just we were just talking about uh, about losing pets, and then just during the during the break, we we all have similar stories, and it's and, and I'm sure there you do have people who just stop by and yeah. and kind of want to talk to somebody that that they know that you all understand. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I was just saying that, like you know, we can kind of tell when someone's walking up to the front doors with a box of. Uh, like a a bed with hair in it and a frayed leash and yeah. some some bowls and stuff you can kind of tell that person has just experienced like losing their their companion animal you can see the love in the leash um and and they just need to kind of move that stuff on right so we accept it at the SPCA but um I when people stop and talk to to me about you know I've just lost a pet and this and I stop and talk to them every time. I I want to hear about your your mm-hmm. animals. I want you to to talk if you if you feel like it. Right, have that open space, um, the non judgmental space. Yeah. Like I said, society kind of doesn't understand uh, that pet loss and grief. And I'm sure there are people listening right now that are just like screaming at the radio, like, yeah, I understand. Like, I want to. Oh, know, I think we all can. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I think it's a beautiful thing, and I I, um, I love all the the pet memorial stuff that I see pop up. Um, we have the walkway of love uh, right outside the SPCA. You can see in order to, you know, we just talked about it's our it was our 80th anniversary. Well, part of that was the walkway of love fundraiser, where mm-hmm. the bricks that uh, the SPCA is standing on um, have like pet memorials kind of written into them and it's just a beautiful thing um i have wind chimes outside of my house uh so it's like every time the wind blows i'll think of you and so every time i hear my little wind chimes i think of my pets Mm. and i have a candle uh, a flameless electric candle that comes on every night uh by my pet memorial yeah um for my uh past animals um it comes on eight hours a night and 16 hours off so at during the sun sunsets every night and the candles come on and i get a moment to think about them and celebrate them um so that's why i think it's beautiful that ali has you know brought her Mexican heritage to the SPCA and we're doing this altar and, you know, a way for our community who might not have that space to then memorialize and celebrate their animal with us, with someone else, talk about them, show their picture off. Like we're, Allie's going to, she, this is not the first year she's done it and she does a fantastic job. It's beautiful. So yeah, I, I look forward to this every year. Um, I know the staff does. We, 
not only lose, you know, shelter animals, we've lost our, a lot of personal pets this year. So yeah. it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And so if you would like to um, join our, our, am I going to say this right? Dia de los muertos. Very nice. Uh, fundraiser. <laughs> Very nice. You wouldn't even vibe. know I'm Canadian. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even try that. Um, if you would like to join our fundraiser, you know, make a gift in memory of your animal. You can be a dollar, whatever. We have the Facebook fundraiser going up. Um, it went up yesterday. Send me a photo of your animal, uh, social media, fredspca.org. We also have it, if you don't want to give on Facebook, we also have it. Um, we're, it's going to be going up on our website soon. Our monthly scoop will be emailed out with a direct uh, donation page. You can also stop in and donate directly. Um, and talk the to day us. Of. Yeah. I mean, like Vaughn said, you know, tell us about the animal that you've lost. It's not just for you, but like I, it might sound a little strange, but I love to hear about people's animals, whether mm-hmm. they are living or mm-hmm. past uh, that connection, um, that kind of bridge that, um brings us all together is that love for animals so we all of our staff we want to hear about your experiences and your animal and even if it doesn't have a happy ending like we want to hear about it and i will say that doesn't just go to cats and dogs yeah lizard bird i love my birds like we have i'm sorry all sorts of animals whatever floats your boat whatever animals you have we love them all so chickens snakes so I thought of one nice. thing while you were talking, Vaughn, and it was uh, one thing I'm really thankful for um, with how I was raised. My parents always let me have the opportunity to decide if I wanted to be there for the actual euthanasia of the animals. And I have to tell you, I know a lot of parents really are worried about that or get nervous about their kid being able to handle that. My first uh, euthanasia was our um, Rhodesian Ridgeback. I was five years old. Um, But I went with my mom and we said goodbye to Shumba. That was his name. And I stayed there for the entire thing. Now, you might think like, oh, my gosh, can a five-year-old really handle that? But for me, it allowed me the opportunity to grieve Mm -hmm. and also understand what was going on. We loved him. We had him for 10 years and he was the best dog in the world. I was only around for like five and probably only remember one of those years. But he was the best dog in the world. And um And that goes for any of our animals. I remember every single time we lost an animal, whether it was naturally or a euthanasia, and I held my first euthanasia. It was Mm -hmm. our cat Snoop at eight years old. Um, And I, you know, I felt his breath stop and Mm -hmm. his heart stop. And again, though, like you might think, can an eight-year-old really handle that? But it, it was really, I found it so important. And I have a good understanding now of quality of life when do you need to say goodbye to your animal our parents always allowed us to be involved in that process and understand exactly what was going on with those animals so um i just thought that was like kind of important to bring up that is because i never even thought of that i thought like should we touch on you know euthanasia and being in the room and i thought that might be a bit heavy for today oh sorry (laughs) no but i i love that you brought this up because i never thought of the perspective of someone who might not who might be you know parents that might be grappling with that like should my kid be in the room because I was always in the room like my mom wouldn't yeah. be able to stop me if I yeah if she tried but it was always one of those things you know I was I was in the room for um my my animals growing up their euthanasias so that was a normal process to me and being able to say goodbye oh my gosh the one animal that sticks with me is when I um, I was actually in America and my my heart and soul cat um, I, I was in college and 
I wasn't there for the euthanasia. It was a crash overnight thing. Mm -hmm. And that still haunts me to this day because I still feel like I never got that closure. Yep. Was was she as sick as, as she was? Yep. Was could I have done something different? And so I never actually thought about that perspective. So yeah, a parent that's grappling with like, should I be in the room or should my kids be in mm -hmm. the room? I yeah, that's that's a great point. Um, I'm always uh, I'm a huge proponent of, you know, you should be in the room for euthanasias. Um, uh, if you can't handle it, you know, I, I know vets and and even us, uh, your animals still being very well loved. But um, yeah, but being, we're not their person. Right. And being there in the room, um, having a, a child, especially even an, an adult being able to understand that true death has occurred will allow you to then move on. Mm -hmm. um, well, not move on. Move on is the wrong term. But, but, but um, uh, begin the healing. Yeah. yeah. Begin yeah, the healing process. journey and yeah. process and mourn and um, kind of understand what has happened. So that's a good point. I love yeah. that you brought that I up. Just, I, through our humane education program, actually, I've heard of a lot of kids and parents really mm -hmm. struggle with that. And, you know, you see it all over in movies and TV shows of, um, oh, well, the parents just sent the dog off to live on the farm. And I always just got really upset by that because I felt <laughs> like as a child, although I may not always understand the technical terms or what's really going on, I think it's so important. I wanted the information. I wanted to know exactly what was going on with my animal. And um, you know, if I'm going to be there for the good times, I felt like it was important to be there for the really hard times, too, so that yeah. they felt loved. Yeah. So, and yeah, it was just it was very therapeutic um, for me, even at a very, very young age. That's good. And yeah. I, I look back on those memories. I mentioned, you know, Shumba's death and Snoop's death. And I look back on them not as traumatic, not as even sad, but super special and intimate moments where I got to show up for my animal. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and Allie, you mentioned something that oftentimes is, is, is really hard of, of, of knowing if, if you're in a situation where you, you do need to do need to, to you, you, euthanasia and the animal's life, to know when to do that yep. and to be compassionate as hard as it is. It's so hard to— You don't to... want to see your animal suffer. Yeah, and, and I see that as being one of the hardest decisions— mm -hmm that pet owners come across. I mean, I have a good friend who I remember reached out to me recently because her dog was going through heart failure. And she was like, well, when do I make the call? Um, and what was so ironic is my parents just always taught me that from day one as a pet owner, you have to look at their quality of life mm -hmm. and not your own personal feelings. It's not about you. It's about, is my animal suffering? Is my animal okay? And then listen to your vet. I mean, the vet is, mm -hmm. they know exactly what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, so when in doubt, if you have questions, defer to the vet and say, do you think my animal has a good quality of life right now? And there actually is a quality of life scale. Um, yeah. And your vet will help you uh, kind of bridge that knowledge gap. Um, it's online as well. Um, and generally, uh, even uh, I think all of us, Generally, if you're kind of asking about the quality of life and you're you're toying with that, uh, it's there's what there's an old saying the it's better a day early than a day late yeah. because then you know your animal you you don't want to have your animal suffer. Yep. Um, but the quality of life scale is so helpful. Mm -hmm. I even I even grapple with it. Like if I'm ready, you know, if medication will help, um, how much medical intervention should there be? Um, how much comfort, how much palliative care, how much, how much of all of this is too much? Mm -hmm. And when is it time to 
you know, have the suffering come to to an end. And it is not comfortable to talk about for no. anyone, but it is, um, like I said, it's death is a part of life. You don't have light without dark. You don't have life without death. And, and so it's a privilege and an honor to be a pet owner. And there are so many people within the veterinary community, um, the sheltering community, animal community, who will help you make those decisions and just talk about, we, we know, like, did I make the right call? Ha- every, will circle around your, your brain all the time, right? So, yeah. um, Amos still haunts me to this day, and not actually haunts me, but, like, I still look back on that some days and wonder, like, did no, I, I do the right thing? I but... heard Amos bark the other day. He's he's still <laughs> haunting you, I swear. But it was our veterinarian, Dr. Coleman, who said, you know, Allie, it's time. And I just, I trust her. I trusted her. And, and she was totally right. But sometimes you need that extra, yeah, that extra help. Because yeah. there will be times, well, they still are enjoying like peanut butter. And it's like, okay, but they are. Can't breathe. Can't, yeah. Like <laughs> Amos could not um, breathe. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's not easy to talk about and it's not fun to face, but um, no. it is something that uh, we can, we can talk about. And those decisions don't need to be made, you know, by by just you talk to your vet talk to other pet owners um talk to your family yeah so and you can tell a lot of times i would wake up at night and hear him just coughing Mm -hmm. and uh, you just kept thinking please stop coughing Mm -hmm. please stop coughing and yeah it kept going and you knew yep you know it would and it was getting worse and worse for me i can always tell by the look in their eyes i know that sounds crazy but i I always get this look even from the fosters we've had that you just know when they're done and and it really is like the last act of love. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I know it's hard to talk about and I don't want anyone tuning in to be like, oh, I'm so sad now. This is so um, sad. <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, like we said, it is, um, it's a privilege to have those animals. It's a privilege to have their love and letting go of them is something, you know, uh, if, if, we remain alive it's uh their their lives are very short so comparatively to ours so mm-hmm. once you do come to that end of life with them we want to celebrate with you we want to celebrate your animal we want to celebrate the love you poured into them we want to celebrate the love they gave back to you we want you to talk about it we want you to send us photos we want you we to... want to hear all about it please <laughs> i i promise i will be there uh what is it the 31st the first and the second um, for this holiday, please come in and talk to me or any of our team, and we will we will be so thankful. Yeah, and um, you know y- there are other ways to to celebrate your animal. You don't have to mm-hmm. you know participate in our campaign, um, but there are so many other ways to celebrate your animals through through art, like I mm-hmm. said, through poetry. You can uh, paw prints, painting. You can donate your time. We have a lot of people who are not ready to bring another dog or cat into their family and so they volunteer with us so they Mm -hmm. can kind of get that companion animal um that that you know heart filling feeling they're helping an animal they have an animal in their life but it's not you know they're not ready to to permanently bring them into their family uh just yet and one of the things we are looking into i know everyone's been asking about it the Adventure Tales program. We promise we're we promise working on it. We're working on bringing it back. So the Doggy Day Out program, we are working on it. Um, we're just uh, working on it the staffing and, and the protocols for it. So 
You take a quick break with uh, Von Young and Allie Names from the Fredericksburg SPCA this morning. Kind of hard talk, but good talk. Mm-hmm. It, uh, good we, talk. We, all, we all deal with this and uh, some, some, some good stuff here. Fred, SPCA. Org. We'll wrap it up when we come back on News Talk 1230 WFBA. This is Down Talk on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Download the all-new News Talk 1230 WFBA app for Apple and Android. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Allie Names, Von Young here, Fredericksburg SPCA. Fred, SPCA.org. We'll wrap this up this morning by talking about the uh, Animal Rescue Festival, ARF. ARF. And it is... Uh, Coming up on uh, Saturday, November 4th at Hercamp Park. Yeah, we're excited for it. It's uh, uh, kind of the, the last party of the year, right, for us? Um, mm-hmm. We just finished Furball and uh, Animal Rescue Festival is going to be, it's going to be beautiful. It's great weather right now. It's nice and what and a cool. fun venue, too. Like Hercamp Park, this is, right at least middle. for me, this is the first time we've done it there, so... Yeah, it's in the middle of everything. So it's right in the middle. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a very good spot. You got a mm-hmm. lot of room and mm-hmm. you can, there's sidewalks all around yeah. for the for the walk and it'll be be good times. Yeah, yeah so, and, oh, sorry. No, <laughs> I was just going to say there's lots of components to it, right? So you can help us fundraise with the yeah. walk for the animals. You can uh, register for that to, you know, like I said, parade your pooch, strut your mutt. Um, it's $35. Or your you kitty. Yeah. Uh, Show off your cat. <laughs> yes, but, you know. Uh, make sure they're secured. Yes. <laughs> Don't just bring your cat. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, uh, $35 comes with the shirt, the pint glass, the free fill up. Um, I just have this vision of people just bringing their cats because uh, Vaughn yeah, said it's okay. No, just Allie bring my said cat. Allie. <laughs> I'm telling you, bring them on a leash, bring on a cat leash, there I should say. There will be dogs right. there, yes. so let's be more on that. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and the, the rest of the festival, it's free to attend, it's family friendly, it's, you know, we're going to have vendors there. We're going to have beer garden, wine garden, kids' activities. Other rescues will be there. There will be adoptable animals. Um, yeah, so if also if you're a local, you know, vendor or artist. Yeah, you want to yeah, get spots. involved. Yeah, it'll be fun. Spots to get vendor involved. Vendor opportunities, sponsorship opportunities. So head to our website and sign up. Come party with us. And we can't wait to visit with you. <laughs> that is the one thing you all you all in in all your different in, in different animal areas can talk about so many things and if so you have many if things. you have questions if i come to you ally with a question and you can't answer it you've got somebody who can't answer it absolutely Although yep. I can't imagine that there would be any pet question I could come to you. And oh you my gosh, go. let me tell you, I go to all of my, I go to Vaughn or Ashley for all of my cat things. I am not a cat person. I oh, okay. was not a cat person, but they have helped me grow my knowledge. I learned new stuff every day. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. The other thing I thought of, and we hardly have any time left, so we really can't talk about this, is not having a really a big hurricane. You haven't had to bring animals oh, in why did you say that so <laughs> knock on wood <laughs> yes but i will tell you um i have noticed that we've gotten a lot of pleas to help out with more cruelty cases mm-hmm. oh, um okay. and I, yeah so um yeah, yeah and we sorry still, to hear that yeah, yeah because you know we've been talking for how long about you know the housing crisis and yeah. yeah i mean we still have dogs from last year's hurricanes so yep <laughs> come wow. adopt 
fredspca.org. Again, the uh, Animal Rescue Festival, Saturday, November 4th at Herkamp Park. Check it out, fredspca.org. Bon Young, Allie Names, thank you so much. Thanks we'll for talk having us. Holiday stuff next month. Thanks for coming in. That is it. Thanks for listening. See you in the morning. Thanks for listening to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. The views expressed by the hosting guests on this program are their own and not necessarily those of this station, its management, or Centennial Broadcasting. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. The Glenn Beck program is next on News Talk 1230 WFVA, focused on Fredericksburg.